You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Good morning once again, Discovery. Uh, For those of you that are online, which is everyone pretty much, uh, welcome to Church at Home. And uh, we, I have, uh, I'm excited about today, we have an amazing lineup. We're going to do rapid fire. And so we have four speakers. Each speaker is going to be given six minutes to share their heart on this topic. But before I uh, let you know what the topic is, I just want to once again welcome you. If I have not yet had the privilege to meet you, my name's John. I get this amazing opportunity uh, to lead this community that we call Discovery. And uh, we're kind of in this weird period of time where uh, we're not allowed to meet indoors yet, but we, uh, we believe that in faith is coming soon. Come on, somebody. And so uh, we believe that, that we'll be able to meet in here again one day, one day soon in faith. And so until then, we're going to be meeting online and we're streaming uh, live here at the church. And uh, so I, I'm excited for that. I do want to say thank you to the production team that came out here this morning to set everything up. Uh, they, they're amazing from the cameras to the computers to the sound. Um, it, it's, it's amazing. And the worship band for coming and directional team for coming out here and, and, and supporting and, and sharing the message. Thank you so much. Uh, I also want to thank everyone who came out the past two Wednesdays to serve at NOAA. Uh, we believe, as, as Mike had said in the past, like our heart is to reach our city to be the tangible hands and feet of Jesus. And so um, thank you so much for serving. I do want to say because of your generosity, we are going to cut them a check uh, this coming week for $500. And that'll help to provide uh, food for their for their pantries. And so I just want to thank you so much for your generosity in your giving um, during this time. And so as w- without further ado, I'm kind of going, I should have had notes, huh? I should have had notes. Uh, but uh, so we're going to jump into uh, the rapid fire. And like I said, we have four speakers. Uh, each speaker has six minutes and they are answering this question. Okay, here's the question. Is it a question? It's kind of a question, right? Why I can't be ungrateful. And so the question that they're answering. Wow. If you were here, there was like a loud motorcycle or something. That just popped up. And so here, here's the question that they're going to be answering. Why I can't be ungrateful. Okay? They're answering, why I can't be ungrateful. To which you're probably saying, there's a million reasons why I can't be ungrateful. Uh, 2020, right? And so we have everything going on in 2020. Uh, the pandemic, in case you didn't know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And so that is running rampant. Um, we are going through the elections, and uh, we, we're seeing a lot of, of, of just sides going back and forth as they're still counting votes. And, and like, it's just, there's just so much tension going on in our world. And it's very easy, especially now, to say, man, there's so many reasons why be, or, or why, I, why I can't be grateful but uh, I believe that within the next few moments together, our four speakers are going to give you hope, give us hope, give me hope to why I can be grateful in the midst of everything that is happening in 
our world. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll have our first uh, speaker come up, and it's going to be phenomenal. And while you're at home, go ahead and you can type amen and give emojis and hearts and, and all that good stuff. So let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I thank you. God, that there, uh, even though there are a million reasons why I can't, it's hard for me to be grateful. God, I thank you that you have given us the ability to be grateful. God, you've given us the ability to, to, to live for something greater. And so, Father, I pray right now that you would just give us hope in this time period, God. Father, uh, be with each and every one of our speakers this morning. Speak through them. Give them your words, God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, let's welcome up our first speaker this morning. Hey. Thank you, Pastor John. <laughs> hey, everybody at home. Uh, try saying this once for all time. Go ahead and say that out loud. That's the reason why I cannot be ungrateful, because something great happened once for all time. That's why I must be grateful. I can put it that way. So once, on January 3rd, 1981, I'm going to start off with a couple stories here. January 3rd, 1981, I stood as a nervous bridegroom in a small Baptist church in Mill Valley, California. The bride, Robin Lynn Brandt, who's here this morning, walked down the aisle with her dad and joined me up front. And uh, it was such a happy moment. And we said our vows to each other at that moment, joined hands, and there was some music, of course. And then we left uh, very joyfully as Mr. and Mrs. Bemis. It was a once event, and it affected the rest of our lives up to this very day. It came from our commitment to love one another till death do we part. And then I have to say almost four years before that day, so back in February 13 of 1977, thanks to some friends, I had uh, asked Jesus into my heart for the first time. And a love relationship began with Jesus on that day, which changed the rest of my life to this day. It was another one-time event, but the implications and effect of that once event are all-encompassing in my life to this day. I experienced God's love for me and uh, in a personal way, and I committed myself to him to love him back as best as I can forevermore. In Hebrews chapter 9 and chapter 10, the author speaks of the greatest once-of-all-time event, once-for-all-time event, greatest event of all time, and I'm going to read to you from Hebrews 10.10. 10. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Isn't that a good word? Uh, those chapters are so good in there, 9 and 10. Jesus, the second Adam, second Adam. So it was the first Adam. We all know about that. First Adam, first Eve, God's first uh, creation. And, but they failed. And then God said, wait a second, I have a plan. This is really messed up. It's really, really messed up. But I've got a plan. I'm going to send a second Adam. And his name is Jesus. And that second Adam, the Bible tells he was tempted in every single way as we are, and yet without sin. So he passed all the tests that we could never pass. And then, once for all time, he sacrificed his own life, his body and his blood. He went through Gethsemane, the, the torments of all of the, the mental torments, the emotional torments, stuff we can't even begin to imagine. He endured all that for you and me once for all time. He didn't have to keep doing it again and again. Like in the old days, the high priest used to go into the, into the Holy of Holies. You have to offer a sacrifice. Do it every year, year after year after year. Why? Because it wasn't good enough. There had to be a better sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. 
and Jesus, can you be thankful? Is that sacrifice for you and I once for all time? Let me read to you one more scripture. It says here in uh, Hebrews 9. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself over and over again the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year. Rather, everyone has to die once, then face the consequences. Christ's death was also a one-time event. A one-time event, but it was a sacrifice that took care of our sins forever. Amen. So when Jesus comes again, it will not to be to bear sin, but rather to bring the fullness of salvation to those who are waiting for him. Hebrews 9.28. So let's pray together. Lord God, I want to thank you so much today for Jesus. Thank you for that once-for-all-time sacrifice for me that you made, Jesus, coming from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Thank you that because of that, I can receive total forgiveness. Help me to understand that it is finished, as you said with a loud voice, when you gave your life at the very end on the cross for me and for all people. And what that means today, help us to realize, Father God, what that means today for each and every one of us when you did what you did for us and you finished that work and we can enter into that rest and one day we'll look forward to seeing you face to face because of what you did once for all time. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Discovery, I am so excited to be with you this morning, being able to share why I cannot find myself to be ungrateful. And this is a very, uh, it's a concept that is so out there, but it's also so real. So today I want to share why I cannot be ungrateful and because eternity is real. How, how many of you guys have ever had a, a, for, a forgettable moment? You know, um, for, for instance, for me, after I had my son and it was time to have another one, I forgot about everything that I went through with him. Like I forgot about the pain and all that. And even some of the good times that I had when I was pregnant, some of my cravings. But then when it was time to have the other one, I totally forgot about all that. Or how, how, how many have you guys had an ex-boyfriend? or girlfriend in some case. <laughs> that is a forgettable moment for me. Sometimes those are moments that are good to forget. <laughs> but let me tell you one thing that is, and sometimes we forget very important things in our life, that some things that are very impactful. And I think so sometimes as Christians, we totally forget about eternity and the realness of eternity. And that eternity is something that will happen. But sometimes we're so bombarded by the things of life. For example, 2020 has been a crazy year, as John has said. It's a common theme. It seems like every Sunday we're talking about it because it's true. I mean, we deal with things in different seasons of life, even outside of 2020. For example, right now in my life, I am dealing with my dad battling cancer. I'm dealing with my own health issues. I'm dealing with my son who has um, a speech impediment and also at the same time dealing with my kids in distance learning. So all our battles look so different and sometimes that can take up 
all the space that our mind can actually can consume. So when it comes to thinking about eternity, it seems like a far-off idea. Even though we know as Christians it's true, it's not something that we continue to grab onto or to hope for. The Bible reminds us that our life here on earth is temporary. James, 14, uh, James chapter 4, verse 14 says, Yet do you know what tomorrow will bring? What is your life? You are you're a mist that appears for a little while, time, and then it disappears. How many times that, that we allow life to take up all our time, all our space, all our hope, and all what we're going through? But the Bible reminds us time is but a vapor. Our here on earth is but a vapor. It's it, and compared to eternity. Eternity is 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 permanent. Our life here on earth is temporary. Every season of life we go through is temporary, but eternity is for re, is 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 uh, permanent. Um so what I want to just share with you today the importance of keeping focus on what lies ahead and not what you're dealing with right now. Uh, I'm reminded in 2 Corinthians, sorry, let me look it up really quickly. It's a very powerful scripture, and it's so relevant to what I really want to hit home today. Um, sorry. Let's see. So do not lose heart. Through our outer self is is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Even though I might be facing my, my sickness or even though I might be dealing with distance learning, even though I'm dealing with this that's taking away from me every, every day. But to be hopeful because my inside is being renewed day by day. For the light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So what you're facing today is no, nowhere comparable to what eternity is like. And so my prayer today for you is to understand that eternity is real and that what you're facing today is temporary. And I, I just can't reiterate enough the importance of keeping your mind beyond of what you can see. I know sometimes it's hard. It's hard when you're bombarded by life and you are, you're so fixated on things that you can see, but it's hard to look at, at what God is doing in the midst of all that. He's preparing a room for you. So I want you to be encouraged today that God is preparing a room for you. Finally, take that off. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm Mike Peterson. It's a privilege here. And uh, hey, Ben. Very good. Very good. Actually, mine is uh, kind of going to piggyback off hers, actually. It kind of goes a little bit step further. Is Why I can't be ungrateful is because God is always with us. Yes. Amen. And, you know, with everybody, with everything going on, and everybody at home, and everybody watching online, and every time, you know, it's like, 
that was that song by the Supreme? You know, someday we'll be together. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yeah. Right? So anyways, I was thinking about quitting my day job, becoming a singer. So everybody at home, please comment and let me know what you think. You know, I'd appreciate that. And maybe Pastor John will let me sing in the band one time or something, whatever. But anyways, why I can't be ungrateful is because God is always with me. Right? And uh, we're going to look at that in Deuteronomy 31.8. says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Okay? So when I was reading this scripture, I looked at the first thing. It says, the Lord himself goes before you. Right? So basically, he acts as our shield. Right? He gets us. He goes like, hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Your father, the Lord your king got you, okay? You know, I remember at a time when um, my daughter Mia, she was like, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years old, maybe nine. I don't know. We was in Disneyland. We was going to go ride uh, the Tower of Terror, okay? So it's our first time ever riding it, right? So now we're in the room, and spoiler alert, guys never rode it, but <laughs> so, if you, you know, we're in this room, okay? And the whole room goes black, then the TV screen goes on, and I felt all of a sudden her squeeze my leg, her wrap her arms around my leg, right? And at that moment, I knew as her father that she was afraid, okay? So I picked her up, I held her in my arms, and says, don't be afraid, I got you, okay? So she, and then I felt her tension release. Because she knew that her father is not only with her, that he has her. See? And then, you know, and I got proof on that too. Isaiah 41.13 says, For I am the Lord your God who takes your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. Okay? And then some time ago, I was going through some health problems of my own. And, uh... You know, and then I remembered that scripture. And it gave me the confidence to face my fears, to face my anxiety, to go through all those tests and everything. And then knowing that my king, my creator, my loving, caring God is not only there, he's going through it with me. See? So he just doesn't say, hey, okay, I'm going to put you out here and kick you in the butt and say, hey, go for it. See you later. Have fun. No. He actually goes through it with us. Okay? So how can I be ungrateful when God is always with me? But you know what? In these times today, and not just in these times today, but it's just in basically everyday life. Everybody has different struggles. Everybody goes through different things, and everything takes things differently. Okay? And but let's see if we are touch base here. Feelings, emotions. Right. But see, even though sometimes he feels distant, is because I distance myself from him. See, I let my current circumstance, my emotions, 
right, take over. And I felt distant from him because I allowed that to happen. But when I remembered that scripture and I meditated on God's word through the Bible and through prayer, I know then I received God's love. I received God's peace. And guess what? I received God's joy, right? Then in Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. Okay? And, you know, even when it's through struggling times or even when God is calling you to do something, he is with you. That's what Joshua 1.9 says. I have I commanded you? See, if you're pursuing ministry, if you're pursuing a new job, um, even up to relationships, you know, God is calling you to do that. And he's telling you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. And uh, I'm almost out of time. So I have a lot more. But I want to challenge you guys. I want to challenge everybody this morning. You know, God is with us and will always be with us every day of our life. And even when we get into eternity. Right? So I want to challenge you. I want you to sit alone and repeat this verse over and over until you feel his peace. And then you look at your current situation through that verse. And pray and receive God's peace, God's hope, knowing that today is only temporary, but eternity is what lasts us forever. So, amen, I'm done. Hi, everyone. My name is Janice. First of all, I want to thank Pastor John for letting me come up here and say anything ever. So thanks. <laughs> so um, my top or the topic, I can't be ungrateful because I can breathe. Genesis 2, 6, 7. God formed me out of dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive. A living soul. Take a deep, deep breath in. Okay, that, that makes sense later. But how nice is it when we go out with our friends, pre-COVID obviously for dinner, and we, <laughs> we hang out and it's a, it's a cool evening, it's fun, we're all having a good time, and then the bill comes and your friend pays for you for dinner. All of a sudden, the night is so much better. Like, your friends are funnier, and <laughs> the food tastes better. It's just a better evening, and you're so grateful. And especially if it's not even, like, your birthday or, like, nothing special. They just wanted to bless you, but you just have this grateful feeling inside. Now, I'm going to ask a super blunt question, so forgive me if this sounds rude. What did you deserve to breathe? What did you do to deserve to breathe? Did you like study it did you learn it yourself did you train yourself did you pay for it did you did you deserve it did you do anything for it and and another question do you even remember the first time you took your breath your first breath do you even remember that moment maybe you remember the day because it's your birthday but you don't remember your breath your first breath and so the point of that is we share God's breath the deep breath we all took together in the beginning of me coming up here it was shared with God. When 
the, it's good to be grateful for things, for people in your life, for your job, all of that. That is a good posture to have to be grateful for those things because underlying all that, we know that's given from God. But there's a little bit of work on our end that goes to the relationships that we have, the jobs that we have, and, you know, just other things in our life, the stuff that we have. It's from working hard. But his breath, God's breath that he gave us, we didn't do anything for it. I didn't. I did not do one thing to deserve from being made from dirt into him sharing something inside of him, breathing into me and giving me life. I'm like as good as dirt if it wasn't for him. So I think, sorry, I lost my spot. I kind of went off. <laughs> now, I breathe constantly. I don't know about you, but I do it subconsciously. I don't think about it. It just kind of happens. Now, if I stopped for like 10 seconds, I would notice it. <laughs> I would notice I'm not breathing, and I'd be done, basically. So basically, the reason why I say that is without God, if God were to take my breath away from me, I'm done. Like, Janice is gone. She doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but so I, I, the dependence that we have on subconscious, we don't even think about it. Because in order, we need God to breathe. So every single day, honestly, whether you believe in God or not, <laughs> you are dependent on that life that he first breathed into you. Because again, you'd be as good as dirt if it wasn't for his breath. Now, going back to my illustration, I only got two minutes. Going back to my illustration, when your friends pay for your food, all of a sudden everything becomes better because you're grateful. That evening becomes better. Again, your friends are funnier and the food's better. If we are grateful for breath, our breath that we have every single day, every second of every day, how much better does that make our life? If our gratefulness for our breath kind of changes our perspective on our life, because a simple, something so simple as breath, if we're grateful for that, we can find so many other things to be grateful for. And it's a ripple effect. And I think that, you know, if, with our breath and, and being grateful for that, it's also, he, he gave us breath to have intention. He gave us with intention. He said, he gave us breath for 2020, for today. He, he allows you to breathe today because he meant for you to breathe today. He didn't give you breath in 1720 or 1820, maybe some of you in 1920. I don't know who's watching. But in 2020, he was like, I need you to breathe. I need you to be down there because I need you to do something. So to be grateful for the breath that you have because it was a gift. You didn't deserve it. You didn't do anything for it. You just got it. So I guess the point of what, I, of what I'm here to say is you received his gift of breath. Keep receiving from him. Keep allowing him to give to you because he's a father that wants to give and is constantly giving to you whether you realize it or not. So keep receiving and always be grateful because literally you did nothing to deserve any of it. Now, that's a weird way to end it, but I'm going to pray. <laughs> Dear Jesus, thank you for who you are. We're so grateful for the breath in our lungs. We're so grateful that you thought us deserving of breath, of breathing, God. Thank you so much for the air in our lungs. Thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Right on. Thank you, guys. Whoa, man. Hopefully everyone at home got a nugget out of that.
um, one of these four speakers. Thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Like it's amazing to hear you guys um, to to speak. And so uh, again, hopefully you were blessed over here. And and so thank you once again for hanging out with us at church at home. We are going to be here online again next uh, Sunday, and uh, we're just going to have a, a blast. And so. Uh, thank you once again for, for being here, for joining us. We love you here at Discovery, and uh, have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.